Hello, and welcome to Cloud Insiders, a podcast that brings cloud down to earth. Hello, and welcome to Cloud Insiders Tech Focus, where we talk about the tools, tips, and tricks to make your life in the cloud easier. I'm joined today by Graham Smith, a senior consultant at Extrovert. Hi, Graham. Hiya. My name is Stuart Robinson, and I'll be hosting this discussion on VMware's NSXT. So, Mr. Smith, what is NSXT and what challenges does it solve? So, whenever someone interested in starting IT asks me what they should typically start to learn, it's generally Windows or Linux. Yeah. My response over the years has always been that you should learn networking because it doesn't really change that much. That's not necessarily the case anymore because it, it's obviously changing quite rapidly. So, the network's always been a critical component in the data center. Um, obviously, everything needs it, including the virtual machine and work, virtual workloads. So there's always been an element of, of virtual networking inside of VMware virtual machines because obviously you started off with the vSphere standard switch, um, that then later became the distributed switch, but they still relied on the physical network to provide IT network services. Yeah. So in order to make the, the, the modern data center more agile and flexible, they need, we need to move to a software-defined networking model. The virtualization has really revolutionized the way in which the modern data centers are built. I first started in IT, each server had a single OS um, and usually served a single application. And the de deployment of servers was a quite slow process um, with procurement and racking and stacking. And so the network changes that were needed to, to provide that service for that new server, you know, could keep pace with the deployment of the physical hardware. Yeah. And so then processes got quicker and that led to a lot of wasted resources on the host. And so that obviously led us to virtualization. So the majority of data centers today are built around this hardware, but virtualization of the physical servers and they're primarily there to run the virtual machine workloads and that's improved the scalability flexibility you know, the manageability and the cost efficiency of the modern data center but they're still tied to this physical constraint of the physical network infrastructure so you know you have IT services you know switching logical routing uh, firewalling load balancing VPN all those sort of things they're placed on the physical layer which was fine before we had virtualization um, because obviously the, the slow delivery times wasn't an issue to make those changes that were needed. Yeah. So, but the problem with virtualization is it led to a huge expansion in the number of, of servers that were deployed because you know you, you could just roll out a new VM instantly, pretty much. So by having the physical network not, not virtualized, it still created the delays in adding new servers into the data center. Um, there's also a limit on the number of servers and services that the physical network can serve, as it's only got a fixed amount of capacity. Um, and that often couldn't keep up with the rate of expansion. So what NSX does is it allows us to move the IT network services from the physical layer down into the virtualization layer. Um, so it's then directly associated with the compute capacity. So when the compute capacity dynamically increases, NSX and the services it provides can dynamically increase and contract at the same time. Cool. And it allows us now to create those networks in a matter of seconds. Um, you, know, you can create a logical switch simply by giving it a name, and there you go, you've got a new a new VLAN logical switch configured. So the goal of, of Software Divine Networking is really to improve the response time and changes to business requirement. Uh, it's helped customers simplify their network provisioning, you know, increase security, speed, agility, and it's also allowing workload mobility independent of the physical topology. Awesome. So NSX has been like the talk of the town for some time, but NSXT is causing quite a stir. What makes NSXT different from NSXV? 
So NSXT is really the next step in the evolution of virtualized networking. So with NSXV, obviously it was the first release, uh, and it, but it was constrained to the data center in which VMware vSphere was the hypervisor in, in use. Now it provided cross-site connectivity or multi-site connectivity, but you know the site still had to run the underlying hypervisor had to be vSphere and, and it was closely tied to vCenter. So NSXT transforms that model by decoupling itself from the vCenter. T for transform, um, I like it. T for transform, yeah. <laughs> so that allows <laughs> it to become hypervisory agnostic. Um, so it doesn't need to run on a vSphere platform anymore. NSXT also expands this capacity. Ugh. NSXT also expands this capability into the cloud. Uh, so it allows seamless security and data mobility across solutions, both the on-premises and into the public cloud. Prior releases of NSXT, there was definite feature parity between V and T, so they were still developing T. I would say at this point in time, that's no longer the case. Well, okay, it kind of is the case, but it's more in the opposite direction now, where T is, is the preferred choice um, from VMware perspective, and T is where most, if not all, of the development work for new features is going into. Yeah. Um, so T, T is architecturally different from V, and a lot of that's due to the fact that it's decoupled from vSphere and vCenter to allow it to function across different platforms. So there is an element of relearning to do if you're familiar with NSX V and some design change configurations to think about, but functionally T is more advanced than V. Awesome. So what are the typical use cases that um, NSX T is used for? Okay, so if you'd asked me this a year ago, I would have said containers. Cool. And that would, that would have been the end of my answer, basically. <laughs> um, if you weren't using containers, then there wasn't really a need for NSXT, you know, because that, that was its primary focus, and it was that was why it was developed originally. So it, it was developed to, you know, um, address the use cases that NSXV couldn't touch, because NSXV does not work with containers at all. Um, and mainly it's Kubernetes that they're sort of focused on at that point. So T now allows you to obviously work with Kubernetes, and it also now moves into the realm of, of working with kernel-based virtual machines, you know, KVM. Yep. And that's now expanded to include all of the use cases that NSXV does and more. So like NSXV, the, the most common initial use case that I see is in customers is micro-segmentation. Right. You know, and the ability to define and enforce security policies at the workload level. Yeah. Um, so pretty often there's a driver from higher management and, and typically the, obviously the security team for increased east-west security. And NSX is the obvious choice for that. Now, there are some caveats with that. So the end goal with every customer is to reach a zero trust policy model, yeah. um, whereas they only trust specific traffic and block everything else. But they need to be aware it's not a one-click solution. You can't just turn it on and it's done. You have to kind of know their internal traffic flows. And it's not until we get on site, we often see very surprised customers when they, you know, they see us analyzing the traffic flows and they don't know or didn't know this server was talking to this server. So it's kind of an eye-opener for them yeah. um, to actually see that. And then helps them to secure the environment. Um, so with Microsoft, I also I tend to use the a DMZ as an example. In a traditional physical network, or even in a, in a pre-microsegmentation virtualized network, the web servers obviously all, rely, all reside on the same layer two network. So if one web server is compromised, the attacker has the potential to traverse across that layer two network to the rest of the web servers attacking them as well. Yeah. And this is known as a what's called a blast zone. Ooh. So with NSX micro-segmentation, we can restrict the blast zone to just a single web server by segmenting it from the other web servers and simply preventing it from communicating with them. 
but we're still allowing it to talk to the application servers and any other servers it needs, but it just can't traverse across the same layer two network because it doesn't need to. You know, a DMZ web server generally does not need to talk to another web server. Uh, and so it's a good example to show how micro-segmentation can improve their security. And the other thing with, with micro-seg is, is, is kind of a gateway into NSX is once the customer has micro-segmentation and they're using it, you know, NSX has all these other features which they can see because it's there. Um, and so it's human nature to sort of want to start using those features and that then leads into you know more use cases that the customer comes up with and says okay I want to start using you know VPNs and that kind of thing um, so it expands the use case from that point on yeah the second most common use case that I see and this is the same with V as well is disaster recovery and cross-site connectivity you know being able to seamlessly operate and migrate workloads without any disruption or minimal disruption uh, and NSX pairs quite nicely with Site Recovery Manager, which automates the failure of virtual machines, enables what's called networking, and, and maintains the security across multiple sites. Okay. Uh, and again, that uses micro-segmentation rules to maintain that, that security policies after you fail over to the, to the remote site. And of course, the obvious one is IT automation is, is kind of NSX's bread and butter, um, and that allows for fast and flexible network provisioning. Um, which allows consistency across all sites and clouds um, and that also pairs very nicely with Site Recovery Manager. Yeah. So admins can rapidly provision a new, new network or segment um, with workloads and resources and pol security policies already attached to it. So due to the way that our NSX works there's no longer a need for the physical network changes to take place. All of the logical networks within NSX use the same overlay network. Um, which we now is using Geneve protocol as opposed to VXLAN, which was in V. Yeah. Um, and you could spin up a new Geneve VLAN complete within the NSX solution. Specifically with NSXT, there's two new um, additional use cases that I'm aware of, and those are multi cloud networking and cloud native applications. With the multi cloud networking, that's obviously expanding the, the network and security into hybrid cloud and public cloud environments allowing that rapid workload mobility across different systems. Cloud native apps is, is you know, containerized Kubernetes kind of workloads. Yeah. So NSXT is also known as NSX Data Center. What is it doing for the future of the data center? Okay, so uh, a short answer is, is it's expanding it and it's removing the boundaries. You know, you're no longer confined to the data center. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really, in my opinion, it's about bringing disparate technologies together. So yeah, in the past, customers were pretty much one vendor house. Um, yeah, they only utilized a single technology stack. And that was due to limitations across the platforms. Uh, and in the virtualization field, that's often a VMware they would use for that, for that virtualization stack. Yeah. But times change, and there are a lot more options available to customers, including public cloud offerings. So I think VMware have realized that there's the shift in, in the market and they've adapted to it and T is the answer to that change. So NSX T or NSX in general is, is fast becoming VMware's primary focus. They have this NSX everywhere strategy. Yeah. Um, which calls, calls for a unified network architecture that spans the on-premise data center, you know, enterprise branches, cloud providers, and even internet of things. Yeah. They're also moving into the physical network, uh, allowing micro-segmentation for virtual to physical and physical to physical workloads. Um, so the aim is to provide a seamless network and a security solution throughout an enterprise. So with NSXT, 
it now provides a mechanism to allow traffic to be hosted on different virtual platforms and to move in and out of those platforms with ease. So that gives them this this unique networking and security model across sites. So the security policies will remain with the workloads as they move across platforms. Yep. And this eliminates manual networking configuration and achieves a higher operational efficiency throughout uh, through automation. So what this is doing is creating a large pool of resources that's able to deliver you know, the, the customer's application, yeah. um, giving it this mobility with, with minimal or no downtime. So that leads to a more agile environment and gives customers more choice over what to run and where. Okay. So I think I know the answer to this next question then. <laughs> uh, how does it fare in a hybrid cloud environment? Okay, so I, it's really built for it, you know. Um, so with NSX Data Center deployed on site, um, we can then utilize NSX Cloud products to extend and manage the public cloud networking. So the way that works is you, you deploy NSXT obviously on site. Uh, you don't have to necessarily use it for your on-site uh, on networking. You need to have NSXT Manager deployed on site. Um, we can then deploy a Cloud Services Manager, which operates alongside the NSX Manager. Mm -hmm. uh, and what the Cloud Services Manager does, it, it provides you a complete inventory view of your, your cloud infrastructure, you know, across different cloud instances, different cloud providers, regions, you know, accounts, VPCs, VNets, that kind of thing. You can see it all from that Cloud Manager. Yeah. It gives you that single plane of glass for managing your networking and security policies for all of your cloud workloads from just one screen. So, so with NSX Cloud, you can now utilize you know, VPNs in the public cloud. You can extend your overlay network into the public cloud, uh, even set up policy-based routing as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that, it, that expands the use case for the cloud. You, know, you can now use it, because typically the cloud was used for development products, and that, that's kind of what we normally saw. Now you can obviously you can because of this this overlay extension you can use it for disaster recovery or cloud bursting. Yeah. So it adds another use case in, into into NSX. But the, the so the main issue with, with companies now using more of a hybrid cloud model, there's inherent challenges with multiple cloud providers. And one of the key things with that is the differences between how they implement their security policies. Quite often you'd have to create multiple security policies, multiple firewall rules for each cloud environment and even within that environment and regions and, and you know, different VNets and VPCs because of the way that each provider deals with the security. Yeah. So what NSXT and NSX Cloud allows you to do is you can have this single security policy across your entire environment, be that on-premise or, or within multiple cloud providers. Again, that works with, with different features in NSX, including VM names, attributes, custom tags. Uh, and NSX determines the group membership dynamically. So security rules can be set up before a VM is deployed. And then as the VM is brought online, NSX discovers that machine and dynamically allocates the security group membership. Because you're using this single unified policy, you no longer need to replicate rules across different instances of your cloud providers. Yeah, so the same security policy can then be applied across the entire hybrid cloud solution, um, which then obviously allows the virtual machines to move between on-off premises and between cloud providers while maintaining that same security. So how easy is it for organizations to get up and running with NSXT? <laughs> okay, this is the question I get asked a lot. Um, okay, so as I previously mentioned, a lot of customers start off with market segmentation as their primary use case. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's still obviously the case now with NSXT. 
um, when you when you sort of compare the requirements between NS6V and NS6T just for the micro segmentation piece, um, the two products are, uh, it's a very similar process to get the two products to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the biggest change really between, I see between T and V is that because T is decoupled from the, from the the vSphere environment, it no longer utilizes distributed switches or even standard switches for that matter. So, so NSXT requires um, the workloads are, are moved and are running on an NVS, which is an NSX managed virtual distributed switch. Cool. Um, and the main difference there with the NVDS to to the old sort of VDS is that it's it's NSX managed, so that the switch is controlled and configured within NSX rather than uh, an, a, like a VDS, which is managed from vCenter. So, and that that has to happen that way because obviously NSX is, is running across KVM, cloud, and other solutions. So, you know, you have to be able to manage the networking from within the product itself. Yeah. So, you have to migrate the virtual machines onto that NVDS. Uh, and so I'll expand a little bit on it. Um, NSX uses what's called a transport zone. And a transport zone defines the span of the logical networks that you configure within NSX. Uh, a transport zone can be either a Geneve or a VLAN backed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's similar to NSXV, NSXV was, was VXLAN or pretty much it. <laughs> we didn't really use VLAN networks in, in, in V. So it was VXLAN, now we've moved on to the Geneva protocol. So a, a typical micro segmentation only deployment, we can, can use just a VLAN back transport zone. So there's no change on the physical network. Um, there's no change on your gateways for your layer 2 networks that you're going to move on to the NVDS. Effectively, what we're doing is we're creating a VLAN back port group on the NVDS, and then it's just simply a simple case of changing the virtual machine's connected network onto that Geneva-backed VLAN-backed network. Cool. So with every release of NSXT, the usability of the platform increases, and the process for deploying it is, I would say, it's on a par with NSXV. From a physical network perspective, there's no difference between V and T. Um, the MTU is still technically 1600. If you can go to 1700 or better on the NTU, um, that is preferred, simply because the Geneva protocol it now includes a variable length header, um, which allows them to use future innovations. And, and that was one of the one of the driving factors between going from VXLAN to Geneva is to get that extra header. Um, the only other thing I would say that is slightly restrictive, but but not really when you think about it, is that currently T only supports BGP as a routing protocol. Um, you can't do ISPF or any other kind of protocols. It's literally just BGP or static routes. But having said that, that kind of makes sense in that it is, it is a primarily a multi-cloud, multi-environment platform. Um, as such, your routing protocols are going to be multi-cloud protocols. You know, they're going to be you know, BGP is the routing protocol of the internet. So it makes sense that, that that that's the primary and at the moment the only protocol that you can use. And from a, a personal build perspective, configuring BGP. Um, especially for site failover and, and controlling routing is is better, in my opinion, than than OSPF. That's just my my experience of yeah. using the protocols. Um, if I have BGP for a customer build, it is much preferred. Um, so yeah, there's I would say it, there is obviously a little bit of a learning curve trying to trying to learn T from V. Yeah, but they're making it a lot simpler to to, to actually get up and running with an SXT. It's you know, when it first came out a lot of it was sort of command line based and OVA type deployments. Um now it's very much done within the GUI. Um it's just a lot simpler. That's brilliant. Um have you got any other kind of comments or tips or insights that you'd like to add? 
So I would say, <clears throat> if you're thinking about moving to software-defined network, um, NSX is a great option. Uh, um, my opinion, it's probably the best option. Then again, I'm an NSX consultant, so. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, workloads of the future, they're going to be hybrid cloud capable and they're going to need that dynamic environment of moving between sites. And NSX really enables that. From a learning perspective, I would say definitely use the VMware Hands-On Labs. Um, they're a free tool, excellent learning resource. And quite often, if I need to demonstrate something to a customer when I'm in a meeting, I will spin up a lab environment in a couple of minutes and I can demonstrate that to them. Yeah. Um, you can quite happily go in there, spin up an environment, and just play with it, break it, you know, learn the differences between B and T, or just learn T. Uh, not everyone has their own home lab or their own company lab, and so they, you know, it's provided with the hands-on lab. So it's a very good, very good tool for for learning and testing configurations as well. And if you already know V, like I said, the transition to T is relatively simple. There's some architectural differences and terminology changes between components. But fundamentally, the knowledge you can have from V is very much transitions over to T. Um, it's just going to get up to speed with the new features that NSXT offers. Uh, so, so yeah, VMware have made a, a quite concerted effort to make deployment and, and configuration of the solution uh, simpler. Uh, and, and the HTML5 GUI is uh, very well laid out and pretty slick. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, just the amount of information we have just learned is just <laughs> ridiculous, absolutely mind-blowing. If anyone had any f um, questions and wanted to reach out and talk to you, how's the best way of them getting hold of you? Yep, they can reach me at Twitter, at uh, VMNSX, or they can leave a comment or, or you know, get me some feedback on my blog site, which is vdives.com. vdives.com. Thank you so much. That's been absolutely brilliant. Yep, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cloud Insiders. To find out more and to listen to additional episodes, go to cloudinsiders.fm. You can follow us on Twitter at Cloud Insiders and subscribe on iTunes. Catch you next time.